Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
fields of wildflowers She breathes the air and flies away She thanks the Jesus for the daisies and the roses No simple language Someday she'll understand The meaning of it all is more than the laughter Or the stars in the heavens Close as a heartbeat or somehow her lips Someday she'll trust him and learn how to see him Someday he'll call her and she will come running And fall in his arms and the tears will fall down and she'll pray I want to fall in love with you
This is my simple 
All right. Well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. You know, we're just praising them, worshiping God over and over and over again. You know, that is our devotion. He is the one. You know, we made a decision in our heart that we would have no other gods before us and that he alone is the one that's worth our praise. And we're here to declare Jesus Christ, not who we are, not what we want to do, but Jesus. And that's why we're here. So, Father God, Lord, we just give you praise, and we just give you all the glory, all the honor. Lord, we just magnify your holy name, Father, and we thank you that, Lord, you alone are worthy. You alone are glorified. And, Lord Jesus, we just lift up the name that is above every name. We declare the name of Jesus tonight. We declare victory in the name of Jesus tonight. We declare to all the earth, to every person listening, to every nation, every tribe, every kindred of people, whatever time zone you're in, whatever continent you're on, we're declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord. That he is king of kings. And whatever your situation is, whatever you're facing today, he has a solution to your problem. And so right now I just want to invite his Holy Spirit here on this broadcast. I want to invite his Holy Spirit wherever you're listening. Maybe you're in your car or your home or a a small group setting or wherever you're at listening to this. We're inviting the Holy Spirit now to come and have his way in our hearts, in this place, in whatever place that you're in. And so, Father, we say, come, kingdom of God, come, will of God be done in the earth, just as it is in heaven. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would, Father, just peel back darkness, push back, Father God, the darkness. And that, Father, we declare your light, the light of heaven, Father, the light of the gospel, Father, would shine right now. That, Father, the light of your presence, the light of your holiness, Father, the light of your love, Father, would shine right now. And make a way, Father. We declare spirit of truth, spirit of peace, spirit of wisdom. We ask you now. To just come and fill minds and enlighten, Lord. Enlighten people. Enlighten people. Enlighten us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's get into... Let's go Ephesians. Everybody turn to the book of Ephesians. Just want to share just briefly a couple of verses out of chapter one and then we're gonna jump. Gonna take a little jump. Not sure where we're jumping. But we're jumping. Alright, so Ephesians chapter one it says this, it says Paul, an apostle, a special messenger of Jesus Christ. By the divine will, purpose, and the choice of God to the saints 
created set-apart ones at Ephesus who are also faithful and loyal and steadfast in Christ. And that was just verse 1. I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible. The reason I read out of the Amplified Bible many times is, see, man in his nature has a tendency to be dull of hearing, to be spiritually dull. And the reason being is because there's so many things that we get inundated with on a day-to-day basis. But see, by creation, God by design decided to create man with an ability and the desire and the, I guess, the need. But we were built, we were designed to reach upward. Do you realize that? We were built and we were designed to interact with God, to love God and be loved by God. So you were created to be loved by God and to love God and to be an expression of his love in the earth to others. Did you realize that? That's why you were created. So love God. We love him, why? Because we're first loved. We love him because he first loved us. When? When we were yet sinners. We didn't even deserve it. There was nothing in our life that was even going in line with his plan or his things, and he still unconditionally said, you know, in spite of your choices, in spite of what you're doing, in spite of what you're not doing, in spite of where you're headed, I desire to manifest myself to you. I desire to include you. And the irony is, is that even the wrong choices we make, even the crazy things that we experience in life, still part of the plan sometimes we don't realize that now it doesn't mean God intends for bad things to happen to us a lot of times our choices bring those things into the plan but God in his wisdom and his infinite love and his mercy says all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose so here's the thing he's preaching Paul is preaching to the saints at Ephesus. So this whole letter is written for Christians. It's not written to non-believers. It's written to people that love God. It says, to the faithful, loyal, and steadfast ones in Christ, the set-apart ones, created ones, the saints. Now God is calling us to a place of consecration a place where we're set apart ones, where you can tell us apart from everybody else. And I know there's oftentimes God's checking me in my heart, and I can honestly say there's times in my life where I might look and do and act like the world. And I'm going to check myself and make sure my motives are right, my heart's right? Am I keeping myself pure? Am I following after the things of God? Am I loving God with all my heart? And there's a lot of times when in the test of things, and I test the spirits, and when I examine myself, I can say, no, I need to improve in this area. I need to repent in this area. I need to change over here. Why? Why? Because, see, there's a responsibility even to the believer. 
to be a set-apart one, to be a consecrated one. Consecrate means you make a decision to set yourself apart and to do it different. Created means you learn to abstain from certain things and you learn to get full of and inundated by others. And you see, as much as we can reach upward and make the choice to reach upward and allow God and his kingdom and his grace and his spirit to inundate us and to fill us and to to deplete us of self and to fill us with God, we still have the same ability and the same choices to reach downward to hell and be filled with that and be inundated with that and have that influence our lives and be that, be the thread and the, if you want to call it, the force of our lives. See, there's something that's driving you on a day-to-day basis and it's either yourself or it's God. Either you're self-driven or you're spirit-driven. Or you may be spirit-driven, but not always spirit-driven. So I guess maybe we can put this in three categories. We got, we'll just call it Holy Spirit, Self, and Satan. How's that? So you're either motivated by yourself, you're either motivated by the Spirit of God, or you're, you may have an outside influence, Jesus called it the voice of a stranger, that's motivating your life. And that's why we have to consecrate ourselves and set ourselves apart. When we set ourselves apart from something, it means you evaluate it, you examine it, you weigh it one from the next, and you find out if it weighs out. Jesus said you judge a tree by its fruits. And a tree needs to bear fruit. Jesus said he wants a tree that bears fruit. And if a tree is not bearing fruit, what does he do? He cuts back the branches. He tosses it into the... And in order to make that tree produce fruit, either some branches are cut back and tossed into the fire. There's there's a pruning. Why? Because there's a need to cut back whatever's stopping the fruitfulness. See, that's part of consecration. It's the setting apart, the cutting things away. Cutting things, stripping things back in our lives. The stripping of the flesh, the stripping of the selfish nature, the stripping of the carnal desires. And we have to make choices all the time in these areas. All the time. Are we going to follow God's ways? Or are we going to follow our own ways? And many times, if we're true to ourselves, oftentimes or not, we may be failing in some of these areas. So consecration is responsibility of the believers. He says to the set-apart ones at Ephesus who are faithful. See, consecration has to have an element in it, a few different elements. In order to be consecrated, you have to have a certain level of faithfulness. Do you know in order to be consecrated, to be holy, to be set apart, to be pure towards something or someone, You have to have a certain level of faithfulness. See, he says to the faithful, 
and loyal. See, not only do you have to have faithfulness, there's got to be a certain loyalty. God wants faithfulness, but he also wants loyalty. And then he goes on and he says, and we'll break these down, and steadfast in Christ. You see, it's like this. When you, when you get into a marriage, you don't go through all the this and that, and the, the dress and the tax and the, these people and the flowers and the this and that and put it all together, the church and the preacher and everything, and make this commitment and renovate and reevaluate and completely change your lives to bring two separate lives together as one so that you can do it just for a little while and then, all right, and then go your separate way. You know, if every person that went to the altar that was getting married had it in their mind, uh, six months, maybe a year, then I guarantee you most of them, if not 90% of them, because some of them are just going to do whatever they're going to do. But 90% of the people out there wouldn't go through the marriage process, wouldn't go through all the wedding, and wouldn't go through all the planning, and wouldn't go through all the this and that and the changing of their lives if they just thought it was going to be for six months or a year or so. Now, when people go to the altar and they say their vows and they make that commitment with their life, usually with the understanding or the hope that or the, you know, whatever you want to call it, that there's going to be three elements at least. Number one, faithfulness. There's going to be faithfulness. Two, loyalty. And three, steadfastness. In other words, it's going to last. It's going to endure. It's going to actually have some legs to it. It's not going to filter out, for the lack of a better word. And see, God is calling us, his people, to be like a lovesick bride that's getting into a marriage, covenant relationship built on faithfulness, trust, and loyalty, and steadfastness, saying, hey, if you're going to follow me, Jesus said, he that endures to the end shall be saved. Didn't Jesus say, he that endures to the end shall be saved? Yes, he did. One of those rhetorical questions. So, you know, God isn't into prostitution. He's not into harlotry. Now, he he loves and saves and delivers and sets free prostitutes. Let me just say that. Praise Jesus. Adulterers and adulteresses and anybody that's had an element of unfaithfulness in their lives, he can set all of us free because we've all been there on some level. In some way, shape, or form, we've all had some type of unfaithfulness in our lives at one time or another. It may not have been with a spouse. It may not have been in a relationship. But there's just always that element that operates 
and spirit. See, God's not about that. He he calls us to a covenant relationship. And he tells us, don't play the harlot. But he says, I want faithfulness. I want to be the only one that you worship that will have no other gods before me. I am the one God. See, one God. I am the Lord thy God, one God. Hero Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. And see, God wants to be one in your life. He wants to be the one thing that matters most in your life. He wants to be the only thing that matters most in your life. Not to say there won't be other things that matter to you. Not to say there won't be other people. You know, your spouse, your children, your parents, your friends, your siblings. Of course. And that's all love encompasses. What kind of a God would he be to create us if we didn't feel like that towards people that God didn't make us to not be that way? But my point is, is that God's got to come first before everyone and all that. No matter how important or how your feelings are towards everyone and all that, God's got to come first. Because when it comes down to it, He's the one that's all that. When it really comes down to it, he's all that and a bag of chips. Sorry, I just picked up my my Santitas uh, golden corn chips. There's a plug for Santitas on the house from Prayer International. Really good with salsa. Anyways, listen. You know, God calls us to be flavorful in our lives. He says, be the salt of the earth. When you go somewhere, bring some flavor into it. Bring some spice into it. Until you show up, it should be bland and tasteless. And when you show up on the scene, you should season it with salt. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're engaging in communication you're engaging in friendships and and relationships at work and and you're interacting with people in your neighborhood or in your household or on the Facebook or wherever you're interacting with people you should bring such seasoning such flavor such a change to the situation that when they experience the Spirit of God in your life and they experience the fruit of the Spirit in your life via whatever interaction it is that compared to whatever they're experiencing in their lives it should have some something that has a value, something that has some quality, something that kind of stands out where they go you know, what I'm doing is kind of bland and kind of dull and boring and it doesn't seem to be working and there's really not a lot of life in it, and it just doesn't seem to be handing out. But what this person has in and on their life, what what this person seems to be all about, and it just pours out of them, there's something different. Something's going on. 
that person is going through something. And if anybody else would have gone through it, they would have been pulling their hair out and screaming and going crazy. But they just seem like they're just so sure that this God of theirs is going to come through. I don't understand it. And how many times before you had a relationship with God, or maybe you don't have a relationship with God and you're listening to this, and you can kind of relate to what I'm saying in a way, the point is is that you need Jesus in your life. And without Jesus in your life, there is going to be seasons of blandness and boredom and flavorness, flavorlessness, and you need God's spice. You need God's life, spice of life, Jesus. You know, I really didn't know where we were going to go tonight. In fact, I was going to read a bunch of Ephesians, and God said, start in chapter 1, verse 1. I haven't got out of verse 1 yet. I'm still in verse 1 of Ephesians 1. You remember, uh, faithful, loyal, and steadfast in Christ Jesus. That's where I stopped, and that's where the verse stopped. So we're talking about being faithful, loyal, and steadfast in Christ Jesus. Those three elements we need in marriage, we need in friendships, we need in business, we need in Christ Jesus. And that's what I want to talk about. So let's talk about faithfulness. Ah, The Bible says, Faithful is he who called you until the day of Christ Jesus. May he preserve you blameless. God is a faithful God. He doesn't cheat on you. He doesn't lie to you. He doesn't do you wrong. He doesn't try to harm you. He doesn't ever live a day of his life trying to figure out how to get over on you or do you wrong. Now, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that in perspective to every single person, every single thing, every single experience from day one that you can remember all the way up until now. Listen, God doesn't want to be any of that negative stuff in your life. All he wants to do is motivate you, okay, and point you in the right direction so that you'll succeed and excel and have a blessed life, have a hope in the future. He says in Jeremiah, what does he say in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven? Yeah. He says, I know the plans I have for you. See, God already knows everything he's got in store for you. And even though we don't know what he's got in store for our lives, we don't always have a clue. He's already got it all lined out. He's already got it all planned out. 
because he knows what we're going to do next. And then he knows what he's going to do next. And so on and so forth, all the way down to the end of days. And so the key to having a peaceful life is getting in touch and in tune with the one that knows what's going to happen anyway. Getting in touch and in tune with the one who knows what your next season is going to look like. You know, we're not guaranteed anything. We're not guaranteed anything in life. You know, God says, well, you know, we are guaranteed one thing. We're going to live, we're going to die, and we're going to be judged. Unless, of course, we're around when Jesus comes back and he just calls us away at that moment. But other than that, you're going to live, you're going to die, you're going to be judged. That's what you're guaranteed in life. Okay? And depending on the choices you make, I truly believe, really play into the way it affects your destiny and the way it affects your eternity. The way you respond to God and his people certainly do play out a big, big, big factor in the equation. So how are you responding to God and his people? Are you reaching up? Are you reaching out? Is there do you recognize the need inside of yourself to reach up to God? Do you do you acknowledge it? And if you do, if you know you need God in your life, do you reach out? Do you interact with God? Do you seek him out? Do you look for him and his wisdom? Do you listen for his voice and his direction? You know, we all need it. We all need the motivation of God. We all need Him. We all need that relationship with Him. We all need His presence in our lives. We all need an identity check where we begin to see ourselves the way God sees us. We begin to understand God's importance, His his value in us. God understands, and we understand that God has value in us. He's placed value in us, and you're valuable. You matter. And so we need a good self-portrait in order to move forward in life, in order to accomplish the things of God. We don't want to be moved and, and... stirred up and shaken by what other people do or say or how they act or react to what we say or do or what we pray but we want to be moved by the spirit of God we want to be moved by what moves Jesus we want to be moved by God nudging us, driving us, pushing us motivating us however you want to term it to go forward into the things of God. 
You know, God created you and called you to be a success. He called you to make a significant difference, not only in your life, but in the lives of others. See, there's one thing about being successful in life and being able to succeed in things, but it's another thing to be significant and make a difference. And, you know, wherever you're at, you can be significant. And wherever you're at in your station in life, you can make a difference and be an influence to those in your sphere, to those in your circle. You know, it all starts on the inside of us. It starts on the inside of you. It starts on how we're reaching and interacting and communicating and responding and obeying God. Let me say that again. It matters if we're reaching and interacting and communicating and responding and obeying God. I didn't think I could do that twice in a row. So I'll tell you what. One thing is we need we need good notes. Sometimes it's good, you know, if you don't have them before you share or teach or preach, uh, come up with some afterwards to help people later. But you know, this is the thing. God loves us. We're loved by God. And that's how we were created. Just like I said in the beginning, you were created, I was created, we, all of us, were created to be loved by God, to just let God love us, love on us, be loved by God, experience his love, God says, I want to just lavish my love on you. God says that. I want to lavish my love on you. I rejoice over you with singing. God says that. Can you imagine as much as if if you're a Jesus lover, okay, listen, and you like to sing stuff, sing songs and worship and praise, and you actually enjoy it, right? And when you do it, you smile and it gets you all kind of moved and motivated and you come unglued or get all giddy and just just out there feeling, you know what I'm talking about, but you just love Jesus. And you're just praising him and you're just full of joy, right? Okay, you know how good that feels. My wife just gave me a yes. Thank you. All right, so imagine God being like that towards you, but more. Imagine every bit of excited and happy and joyous and glad and filled with glory and whatever you can get about praising Jesus on your best day, what that feels like on the inside, right? God feels better than that towards you and sings about you when you don't even know about it. 
I don't even know if you caught that. But when I think about it, I'm not kidding. I get so happy. It, I could almost cry. It makes me so happy. I don't think I've gotten, I don't know. There's there's a few things that make me happy, but that's one of them. That's one of the tops. So, well, anyways, praise God. God loves us. And that's what we need to know. So number one, point one, we were created to love. No, we were created to be loved by God. And see, we love because he first loved us. And that's going to be point number two is we were created to love. We're going to talk about that. So just be loved. If you don't know you're loved, I'm telling you now, you're loved. If you don't know you have value, I'm telling you right now. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. Don't listen to those people, those men, those women, those parents, those whatever they were, teachers, whoever. Maybe it was a preacher or somebody. I don't know. Hey, you're loved. Jesus loves you. You have value. And you can have significance in the world. We're going to talk about that next time. So, all right, so if you're tuning in, we're going to pray. This is Prayer International. My name is Chris Herzog. My wife, Tracy Herzog, we're in the studio praising, worshiping, praying for you, praying for us. We need it too. All right, so let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just lift up every man, every woman that's listening tonight or listening right now, whatever time of the day it is. And Father, Lord, I just ask that you would just lavish your love. Lord, let them experience your love. Let them acknowledge and experience your love. Let them acknowledge and experience the love of Jesus. Father, let them just open up right now to your love And I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that, Lord, that they would know that they have value, know that they have purpose. Lord, just put it inside of them. Let them have some self-worth. Let them have the right self-portrait. Let them have the right self-image, Lord, all of us. Let us see ourselves, all of us, see ourselves the way that you see us. And let us feel about ourselves the way that you feel about us. Lord, let us experience that love. And Lord, I just thank you for that love. Holy Spirit, send down that love right now. Cast out all fear. Perfect love of God, the Bible says, cast out all fear. Right now he's washing you in his love. Right now he's washing me in his love. He's just washing us. All like a big old love bubble bath filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Let him wash your mind. Let him renew your mind. Listen, God loves you. But it doesn't matter what people have told you. It doesn't matter all the negative thoughts that you think towards yourself. God is perfecting that which concerns you. God is perfecting and establishing that which concerns you. He's orchestrating things right now behind the scenes to set you up if you'll just reach a hold by faith. 
say, God, I trust you. God, I, I want I want your plan. God, my my way is not working. I, I want your way. God, come into my life. Lord, I, I, I've made a mess of things. I've, I've sinned against you. I'm a sinner. But I receive your forgiveness. Just ask him right now. Look, without Jesus in your life, without Jesus in my life, look, we're all sinners. The Bible says all of sin, Romans 3.23, all of sin and come short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. There's not one godly. There's not one good. Not not one out there that's good except for Jesus. He's the only one that hung on a cross and died and shed his blood and rose again from the dead and, and made a way into heaven for us. He's the only one that lived a sinless, perfect life. And listen, no matter what you've done and where you're at, where, what's going on in your life, God can take it and breathe life into it. He can resurrect those dead things in your life. Those parts of you that are dead and those places inside of you that need some hope and some peace. Maybe you need some direction. Maybe you need some affection. But Jesus wants to love on you. He wants to just wrap his arms around you. He says, all you who are heavy laden, if you're heavy hearted, broken hearted, depressed, just whatever you're carrying, he says, just bring it unto him. Bring, bring it. Just bring it. And just lay it at his feet. Just give it, cast it to him. Just, just visualize yourself handing it to Jesus. Just give him all the, the heavy stuff. Give him all your problems. Give him all your cares. Give him all your fears. Give him all your worries and your doubts. All your tears, whatever. Listen, he wants to take it all and just just breathe a new life into you and, and replace your sorrow with joy and your heaviness with a light freedom where you can breathe and think clearly. Peace. You're not sick and bound up and tormented, but you've got freedom and you're healed and you're filled with joy and you're delivered. You're not poor, struggling from day to day, but you begin to recognize and experience him him as your provider as you trust him with your finances and you honor God and do things God's way concerning your finances, guess what? He will make a way where there seems to be no way. He's a good provider. He's a good healer. He's a good father. He's a good deliverer. He's a good forgiver. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. Maybe you need to forgive somebody. Maybe you need to forgive him. Forgive God right now. God, I forgive you. Sorry, Father. I'm sorry, God, for holding a grudge, for for blaming you, for pointing fingers at you. Please let me not hold these feelings and these faults against you. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. Maybe you need God's forgiveness. He's a forgiver. He's a lover. 
that he can love you more in a moment than lovers you've ever had in your life could in a lifetime. Listen, more in a moment Jesus can love you and change your life. Well, Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. Peace over every person listening. Listen, if you need to reach out to us, you need more than this. Email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Check us out on the website, www.prayerinternational.org. You can look in the blog, talk radio, go to Ustream, go to YouTube, find us. We're out there. Reach reach out to us. We're on Facebook. However you need to reach us, we want to pray for you. We want to speak into your life. We want to help motivate you and get you on track so that you can reach God's destiny and you can do God's will. God bless you tonight. I need a drink of water. Sorry, I'm getting (laughs) kind of dry. God bless you. But listen, he's never dry, so just look to Jesus. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.